Hi, and welcome to Virtually Analog, a podcast about video games, board games, and the ever-blurring line between. I'm Lex, and I love board games. I'm Matthew, and I love video games. Every week on this podcast, we sit down to discuss a video game, a board game, and game-related news. Uh, Thank you so much for returning to our podcast and for all the people who listened to the first episode uh we had over a hundred downloads and i just matthew and i are blown away by by that fact uh we we didn't think we'd get that many people listening to our show uh but um obviously that it makes us feel like this is something that you guys think is worth hearing so we're really excited to be back and to continue to do this podcast one of the big pieces of feedback we got was um People wanted to know more about our history with games and, you know, what makes us consider ourselves gamers. And so, yeah, I just let uh, I want to let Matthew, you can go ahead and and talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I have been playing video games my whole life. It started with my older siblings, um, who you know, our cousins. We were we all actually shared a Nintendo 64 console between the different families of cousins and it would go from house to house you know every week or every other week and that's i think what really got me into it um we i had a playstation 2 that's kind of my favorite console that i grew up with my playstation 2 spawned a lot of my most nostalgic memories and ever since then uh, it's just been my biggest hobby and has been the most interesting source of entertainment in my life sure um yeah, I remember actually you and I go way back. I'm actually uh, your oldest brother's age. Yeah. And so um, one of the earliest memories I have of uh, interacting with you was actually game related. Um, I was <laughs> over hanging out with your brother and it happened to be your birthday. <laughs> and so you had all your friends over and you guys opened up. You opened up your presents, and one of the games you got was um, Mario Sluggers for the Wii. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so you open up your games, but you and your friends decided to go to the local neighborhood pool. And while you guys were swimming, Nathan and I opened up the game (laughs) and played through pretty much the entire campaign. Not pretty much. You did play through the whole thing. We unlocked all the characters. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty messed up thing to do. Looking back on it, um, oh I don't, man, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so obviously after that, um, you know, I knew that you had this love for games, and I grew up loving games. I played. I had an N sixty four was my first console and had a GameCube and a Game Boy after that. I'm a big Nintendo kid. I was a big Nintendo kid. and But not only did I play these Nintendo games, but I also remember playing a lot of card games with my family when I was younger and especially my grandma. She had this deck of old maid cards, which um, was a really fun game that we always play. We, we played Spoons a lot. We played Trouble and Sorry and like these classic uh, board games and um, that was a really, really important part of my youth was uh, playing those games with my grandparents and with my siblings and family. Uh, when I was in high school and college, I played mostly video games. And it wasn't until after I graduated and moved to Indianapolis that I discovered the the hobby of board games about four years ago. And I realized that, you know, it's not just Monopoly anymore. <laughs> like there's so many great 
tabletop games out there. And so, yeah, I, I've just developed this love and collection for board games. And, and I've just been trying to share that love with uh, everyone else, including you, Matthew. And it's been great to share this passion of gaming with you. So, yeah, I think that uh, this summer, some of my, you know, most fond, uh, some of my best memories this summer were trying to finagle through tabletop simulator playing board games with you and Nate and others. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah, that's a little bit of history about us. Um, Matthew, why don't you go ahead and talk about the game that uh, you wanted to talk about this week? Yeah. So I, um, <laughs> when I thought of uh, talking about Deep Rock Galactic this week, man, there's so much. I could talk about this game for hours, just how much I love it. Um, I kind of suffer from a problem of not finishing or putting in a lot of hours to the games that I buy. You know, I'll play through them a, a decent amount, but this game is an exception to that. I've played, put in a lot of hours. There are definitely people out there who've played hundreds and hundreds of hours more than I have, but... Um, Basically, it was a game developed and released in 2018 by Ghost Ship Games, and I had been watching and waiting for its release for so long. Um, it is a co-op online multiplayer, um, I guess you could say. It's a first-person shooter, and you play as a team of dwarves, a spacefaring dwarves uh, that live on a spaceship and fly down to uh, an alien planet to fight aliens, collect minerals um, and other valuables, and escape back to your escape pod before uh, the worst happens. Um, the things that I love about this game is it there's no pay to win. You don't pay for anything in the game that affects the gameplay, which I think all gamers can kind of agree is an awesome thing. And it's a it's a thing that has been disappearing in the past several years. Um, there's lots of unlockable content. I know those of you who loved playing like, you know, the Halo games when you were growing up or uh, I don't know, other similar things, unlocking the costumes and the weapons and everything like that was one of the funnest parts about the journey. Um, and this game is all about that. You just collect your minerals, which you sell back at your home base, you know, to get your credits, to customize your dwarf, buy new weapons and upgrades. Um, the developers for this game are very active and interactive with the gaming community. Um, it has probably the best gaming community I've ever encountered in any game I've played. Um, everyone just is so fun and uh, welcoming and has just such a love for the game that they share with anyone who will listen to it. <laughs> um, I love collecting things in video games. That's something that has always been, you know, when I play Skyrim, I'm not content until <laughs> I uh, have scoured every last Draugr for, you know, the two measly coins that it has. Um, and that's the thing. That's what this game's all about. You have to go through each um, randomly generated uh, map th on your mission to find all the valuables that you have been tasked to collect and you escape after that because the planets are super dangerous because of all these spidery aliens. Um, and so that scratches an itch for me. I just love collecting things. Um, and, you know, 
tiny little side note that doesn't mean much, but I love dwarves. I've always loved dwarves, and they don't get enough hype, I think, from people. Yeah. You know, Lord of the Rings, you everyone... Can, I, yeah, I think you can blame Peter Jackson for that. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> yeah. Gimli is probably, you know, the most famous dwarf in all of media, and he's just a buffoon. And, you know, he had a few c- cool fight scenes throughout the movies, but, you know, Legolas and Aragorn were always the spotlight. And that's why I love this game. It focuses on the dwarves, which <laughs> I feel like I'm home, you know. Well, you would... Um be you would fit right in with the board game community because there is a ton of board games about dwarves <laughs> uh, and i was actually thinking about this because when you told me that you wanted to talk about deep rock galactic i was really happy because not only have i played this game i've played it with you yeah um and i've also really thought about like what connects this game with like my love of board games um and I think that there's actually two board games that this game makes me think of. Uh, there's this game called Gem Rush, which is about dwarves. <laughs> um, oh. and, and it's a mining game where they're exploring this mine uh, and it's randomly generated. You have this stack of tiles and you, you move the tiles out and you're looking for different types of gems. Um, but there's no enemies to fight. So that's there's but. Then the other game that made me think about this, and actually it's a game that we're going to be talking about soon, um, is Gloomhaven, which is an RPG dungeon crawler where you're fighting wave and after wave of enemy. And um, yeah, I think those two games combined really kind of, and then you add the third person shooter, or sorry, the first person shooter mechanic to this game. And like, that's what Deep Rock Galactic is. I think yeah. that's... Uh, I really enjoy this game, um, just like you do. Yeah. I think that uh, I was shocked to see that it has a 10 out of 10 on Steam, but I think it's well-deserved. Oh, it's, it sure uh, is. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's really a, it's really a, a complete um, game that has really good hooks that just keep makes you keep wanting to come back for more. Yeah. Um, one, one little thing that I have to put in here, if you ghost ship games developers are listening to this years back when the game first came out i was releasing you know i would submit queries for feedback um and i feel that i was directly responsible for a few of the you know people's favorite parts about the game (laughs) i suggested that there would be little, you know, alien creatures that if you had killed, they would have valuables that they would drop. And oh, then right. lo and behold, they made loot bugs into the game. Yeah, Everybody's the favorite thing. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I, I suggested other things like, why don't you make uh, machine events or, you know, you know, events where you have to kill creatures that have valuable minerals attached to them. They made that into the game. So if you guys remember anyone at all who did submit this stuff it was me i take credit for it yes i'm a part of the team now (laughs) they need to cut you a check for sure yes they do (laughs) great yeah well um i think that this is a great video game it really appeals to the art uh, the role-playing aspects that I like in board games and video games uh, collection as well that you see a lot of that in board games. I think that, um, is there anything else? Like, obviously you can't really do it. Like we'd said in the last episode, like first person shooter doesn't really translate well into yeah, board games. It's tricky. But, but is there anything else like in this game that you would like to see in a board game? Oh man, that I think that 
if this game were, were a board game, the funnest part about it, I think, would be each, you know, each level is randomly generated, right? Um, right. And so that is basically like um, random enemies that you would flip over, you know, in a deck playing a game. And I love the idea of you have a mission, uh, you flip through the cards, which are a big mix of the items that you're looking for, items that will get you a bonus, but aren't exactly the ones you need to f- complete your task in order to even sure. get the option to go home. Yeah. Um, and then there's enemies mixed in there as well that you need to have things equipped to better defeat them. You know, like there's there's bugs that sneak up on you or tentacles that will reach down and get you from above without you noticing. Um, throughout a board game, uh, you know, in the style of this, I'd love to play something where it all all of it is teamwork. You know, p- people have different strengths and, you know, their different classes go into their ability to counter the you know, the challenges that they face throughout the, the random generation. That would be so fun. But that's enough about Deep Rock Galactic, you know. Yeah, sure. Uh, now for something completely different. <laughs> um, yeah, so the game I want to talk about this week is Wingspan Digital. So the board game Wingspan was designed by Elizabeth Hargraves and published by Stonemeyer Games. Um, it was made into a digital version by Monster Couch that was released just a few months ago. And it is a one to five player engine building game about birds. Uh, you have you draw and play these bird cards. And when you play these bird cards, they either get you a bunch of victory points or they get you less victory points, but they add to your engine. They add to what you're able to do on your turn. So on your turn, you have these actions that you can take. And at the start of the game, all you're doing is that action. You can either gain some food or, or play a bird or lay eggs, you know, every, all these like bird related things. But as you play more birds to your sanctuary, more birds to your habitats, those actions get more and more powerful. What makes this game different is how absolutely beautiful the, the illustrations are. Um, the the design is really light and bright and clean um and it's it it's just not something that you you've seen in most games up until this point the designer has gone on the record and said you know you know as a as a female designer she has been looking for games about topics that interest her right she loves um bird watching right and she's like, why isn't there a game about bird watching? <laughs> and, and she's like, I'm sick of all this fantasy, you know, like, uh, you know, every game is about like a colonial empire or a war game or fantasy or some mixture of the three. She wanted to just create a game that was um, light and beautiful and fun. And I think she really achieved that goal. And it got so popular that uh, Monster Couch uh, worked with Stonemeyer Games to create this digital version. I played the beta for this game, and when it came out, I picked it up. I, I own the board game, but I love playing it on PC because one of the things that you don't really get um, is the ambiance, right? Like when you're playing the board uh, game, unless you have birds, <laughs> you know, you don't get that that sense of being around birds. And so this game has a beautiful, really relaxing soundtrack. Uh, and you can hear the Twitter birds, you know, as you're playing them and stuff. 
And so it's just a really, really soothing game to play. Um, but it is kind of uh, a little bit of a, of a puzzle, a little bit of a brain burner to think about like how to maximize your score in this game. So I love that, like the juxtaposition of that, of like this game being beautiful and bright, but also um, being kind of a thinky game. Now, uh, one of the biggest criticisms about this game is that um, there's not a whole lot of player interaction. You can play one to five people, but you're only ever playing birds to your own own habitat. And so a lot of people accuse this game of being like multiplayer solitaire. That doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> I like the fact that you can't really be mean to other people or anything like that. But um, yeah, I think that Monster Couch did a wonderful job with this digital implementation. You can play with other people online. And yeah, it's just a really solid um, digital application of a really solid board game. I should also mention that the board game um, won a ton of awards. It pretty much cleaned house for the Board Game Geek Awards this year. I mean, just every single category, (laughs) the Wingspan ended up winning. And so there's some really funny um, skits that people put out about like Wingspan winning the war genre and like all these things that doesn't apply to it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's um, it's a great game. I, I highly recommend it anybody to to check it out. But. Yeah, I think I'm noticing a pattern so far in the first and second episode that you just really like animals. Um, <laughs> That's <yeah>. true. That's <laughs> true. But that'll change on our next episode. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so far my 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 games have been animal themed um but uh yeah but wingspan is is really i like games that um that prove to people who don't think that they're into board games that maybe there are board games out there for them right and so like that's what i really admire about elizabeth hargraves is that she took a game idea and a game theme that nobody thought would sell well and she ended up being really successful with it and so um yeah i recommend this game a lot to to different people who don't think they're they're into board games because those themes the cute or beautiful themes can really um can really draw people so yeah so that's wingspan and that's deep rock galactic uh, we have some really exciting news about our two games but at the end of the episode we're going to announce uh something special that we're doing for everybody who sticks through this episode so be sure to stay tuned um moving on now to board game news there isn't a whole lot going on in the world of board game or video games so we're just going to very briefly talk about some upcoming games that are coming out um last weekend was halloween and there's a bunch of games either that have just come out or are coming out based on horror like famous horror movies there is the shining board game designed by prospero hall and um published by mixlore there's the night of the living dead board game it's a zombicide game which is a very famous um, series of zombie games and put out by simon games and then there's a game about um based on the movie aliens it's called aliens another glorious day in the core and that's coming out by gale force nine oh and then also there's a kickstarter campaign out there right now um for a darkest dungeon board game 
Oh, dang. I don't know. Cool. I don't know if you played that I, game at I all. I have not, um, but I've followed a bit of the gameplay online, and it is like intense and hard, and I think that would fit just perfectly. Yeah, so I, I, I'm I keeping an eye on it. Looks interesting. In terms of uh, video game news, I thought I'd go along with Lex's theme of kind of Halloween or Little Nightmares 2 is going to be coming out soon, and that's by Tarsier Studios. I played the first game a lot, and I love it a lot. Uh, very spooky and fun, an awesome soundtrack, um, and they deserve all the love for those games. As well, two other games that have been on my radar. One is Fight Night by Team Sorcerobe. Uh, I couldn't find any other games by them, so I this may be their first one, but it's kind of like a dungeon crawler, um, first-person beat-em-up, um, and it looks really fun, just smashing up skeletons and running around a you know almost like classic Doom-looking dungeon. Uh, the other game, Eastward, uh, it's by a studio, Pixpill, will also be coming out hopefully this next year or even the end of this year. That would be fun. It looks like a uh, a top-down kind of pixelated RPG adventure game that focuses a lot on story and characters. Uh, I can't wait for that. And yeah, I can't wait for those two games. Uh, so that's about it for video game news. Yeah. Great. So yeah, so... Real quick, we're going to do, uh, we actually did get our first listener email. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Danny G wrote in and said, hey, guys, love the podcast. Such a fun way to talk about games. Definitely a Venn diagram of games going on these days. I love playing Castles of Burgundy and Lost Cities with my wife via iPhone apps. We constantly have games going throughout the day. A topic I'd really like to hear about is how and when do I get my son slash future kids kids into board and video games my son is only one and plays games by putting everything in his mouth <laughs> but i would love to hear how to actually get games get kids into games and how to introduce them and when slash what age games were a huge part of my childhood and i'd love to play games with my kids thanks for sharing your love of games keep it up yeah, so that's a, actually a great question. Uh, we talked at the beginning of the episode a little bit about our history of games and when we got into games. Um, I Matthew doesn't have any kids. For <laughs> yeah, I can't really know. help on that advice. <laughs> I do. I have um, uh, two children. My son absolutely loves games. Um, I did not plan. I don't. I, I don't force him to play games, but he loves them. He he loves everything about them. He is uh, two years old and already loves to. I, he has his own collection started of about four children's games, um, and they're. My 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 recommendation is um, really it comes down to every kid is different, right? And you don't trust the age on the box because some kids develop faster than others. And so, you know, what might even though the box might say ages five and up, maybe your three or four year old might understand how to play the game and might enjoy it. And also my other big piece of advice is don't force it, <laughs> whether it's your children or your spouse or your friends or anybody. If they aren't interested in games, then you have to respect that and you have to understand that if you try to force it, 
it's just going to be a bad time for everybody. <laughs> so <laughs> I did not make my son play any games. Uh, he saw me playing with the games a lot. And when I bought him his own, his eyes just lit up and he loves it. Now, some games I would recommend um, is anything by Haba Games, H-A-B-A for board games. They make absolutely wonderful um kids games that are also really fun for adults uh my son wally his two favorite games are um my first orchard and dragon's breath uh, my first orchard is this cooperative game where you're trying to pick all the fruit from the trees before a crow gets there and you're rolling this dice and Wally just took to it immediately and he loves it. Um, and then Dragon's Breath is this great game. Uh, Dragon's Breath, I will have to say, it has a bunch of little pieces. So your son, obviously, you know, he likes to stick things in the mouth, his mouth and these pieces look like candy. So, <laughs> And when Wally was little and I bought this game for him, I had to be very much on top of it in terms of making sure he didn't try to eat any of these pieces so um so that's kind of a little bit of my thoughts is like obviously you want to share this passion for gaming with your kids but it, it can't be forced um yeah the the only advice that i have for video games is just put him on some Nintendo games, <laughs> truly. Yeah. When he's young, yeah. they're perfect, man. They're like so yeah. wholesome. So, like, you don't have to worry about anything influencing your kid. You don't have to worry about gore or violence or smoking or whatever. Um, right. Yeah. I think that if you're wise, you'll understand what's good and what's not. So, yeah. And I think um, you'll be very surprised with how quickly your son will pick up what you're passionate about and, and yeah that's actually i firsthand i've seen uh how wally reacts when you guys are trying to play games and he is not <laughs> he throws oh, a yeah. fit yeah when, when i came went yeah. and visited in for denver in denver yeah. over christmas you came over with your brother and uh, his wife and we played and wally yeah he always wants to be a part of it <laughs> whenever yeah. i get in Whenever yeah, I get a new game, he gets so excited. You even so. tried to tempt him with Dragon's Breath, and he just was not having it. He wanted yeah. to play, what was it, Cryptids with us? Yeah, he knew. He knew that the, <laughs> he, we couldn't fool him. But yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. And um, But that being said, I'm, I'm constantly reminding him that myself that he might grow out of this one day, and he might turn into a teenager who has absolute wants nothing to do with board games, and I just have to be okay with that. You know, I have to respect that, um, that that's what he wants. Uh, thanks again, Danny, so much for your email. We love getting email um, for the show. It's a great way to interact with our listeners. If you guys want to email us, you can email us games or topics at virtuallyanalog at gmail.com. Yeah, we really look forward to more feedback. Um, I'd love to hear more game suggestions from you guys. Sure. So next week, as Matthew said, he's going to be talking about Little Nightmares, and I'm actually going to be talking about Gloomhaven Digital. I've I've referenced it a few times on the show. I've been playing it a ton with my buddy Shay, and yeah, we'll we'll be getting into those games. Um, a little bit of show related news at the end here. We do have a new website launched, uh, virtuallyanalog.info. You can find all of the info about our shows, listen to past episodes. I also post VODs from my stream on there. You can you can also watch us play games on Twitch at twitch.tv slash virtually analog. We may even be playing some of the games we talked about on the podcast. So who knows what we'll get into. Sure. 
speaking of games we talked about on the podcast, uh, we have a, something very special to announce that we are actually going to be doing a giveaway for Wingspan Digital and Deep, Deep Rock Galactic. And so the way to get to enter for our giveaway is to follow us on Twitter at vert underscore analog. That's V-I-R-T underscore analog. Make sure to follow us and retweet our pinned tweet. I'll have uh, more details in that pinned tweet. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week. See you guys.